Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome to Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we are back for another week of Concierge Confidential. So, obviously, um, we did miss last week, which was Valentine's Day, which, for those that don't know, is actually like the Super Bowl for concierges here in Las Vegas. So, kind of fitting that last week was the Super Bowl, and then also the Super Bowl of concierging. So, um, the reason I wasn't on last week, um, I had my mom in town where we actually went out and did a bunch of stuff, and then we were just kind of doing things, and I didn't have time to actually do the podcast. So I just want to shout out my mom for coming to Las Vegas during the Super Bowl. Uh, she made me a bunch of food, which was nice. We went out to a nice dinner over at Jasmine, which um, I'll probably review at some point. Um, maybe in this pod, maybe in a different one. We'll just – it remains to be seen. But, yeah, so I thought even though we're kind of a week late, um, I would actually do a podcast about Valentine's Day, but also sort of explaining some of my Valentine's Day stories as a concierge and sort of what we did, and also um, kind of explain or give you kind of a roundabout, um, a list of my top romantic restaurants in Las Vegas that you can go to anytime, not just Valentine's Day. So I thought this would be fun to be known as the romantic episode or the romance episode where I'll kind of just explain some of my favorite romantic spots in Las Vegas. So uh, stick around and we'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody. So we are back and we're going to be going into some of our Valentine's Day stories. So when I say weird, I just mean me. So I worked as a concierge for about four years. And in that time, uh, we had a couple of Valentine's Days we had to deal with. So Valentine's Day is one of the busiest days for us in the hotel business, just because typically people are going to visit during Valentine's Day because it's a special day, obviously. it's Some people set it apart for their entire year, and sometimes it's sort of like a golden year for their particular romance. And it could be whether they're dating or whether they're, you know, married or, you know, whether it's on the down low, you know, you never know. But yeah, so one of the most common things is actually ordering flowers. So if you didn't know this, you can certainly order flowers from a the concierge at your hotel. Typically, it's good to do it before you get into town. So we have it ready and, you know, ready to go uh, when you're here uh, and when you come into town, obviously. So uh, a couple of things you should know about sort of pricing for our flowers uh, back when I was actually, you know, working in the business, 
Um, it, usually co- it used to cost about $115 for a dozen red roses. So it was usually about $100 for the roses with taxes and everything built in. It came out to about $115. For Valentine's Day, it typically went up to $125 just because they could. So just know that typically um, I have bought roses around town before. That's kind of the going rate. It's usually about 90 bucks for a dozen roses in Las Vegas, plus the, the delivery and everything. You're looking at about 105 bucks, 110 bucks, depending on where it is. So it's actually not too, too bad. And it's also very convenient because uh, if you do order from an outside company, they do have to deliver the flowers and then they have to wait for you to check in and the bellman will take it up and do the whole thing. So we at the concierge do have access to our floral department. So working for MGM Grand, we did have one central location that did their own flowers, which was the Bellagio. Uh, the Just a little tip, the same people who actually do the Bellagio Botanical Garden actually also do all the florals for the entire MGM International family. So uh, just know that you have a fantastic floral team that can do anything, anything that you can think of for your flower needs. Uh, so typically we'll always have roses. They typically have pink. They'll have yellow. Uh, they can do red, obviously. Sometimes they're able to do different special orders, which will be like like uh, like sort of tie-dye colored. Uh, but those ones are sort of special, so you kind of have to order those in advance. But usually year-round, we will always have red roses for, for you. Uh, we can also do a half dozen. So a half dozen is typically about $65 uh, plus tax and everything you're looking at about 75 bucks and then if you just wanted to do a different array we always have different sizes so it always it always is in sizes so if you do like a like a small mix a medium mix and a large mix uh the prices typically follow as sort of like a like a small vase it's always the vase size so small medium large um really i would recommend staying away from the medium size just because really it doesn't look as impressive as a large and honestly it's just a little bit bigger and has a lot more filler in the medium so i would go with a small or a large so your smalls are usually about 65 bucks and then your mediums are about uh going to be around 80 bucks 85 and then your large arrangements are going to be closer to that hundred dollar range so it's kind of the tier that you're looking at and usually has different types of flowers usually the large flowers will have like hydrangeas in it usually have a couple roses in there uh, or uh, lilies and that kind of thing as well. Um, so yeah, so typically, honestly, if I could recommend, I would recommend you you don't get a medium or a large. I would say a small is actually perfect, especially if you're traveling from on an airplane because you're not going to be able to take those with you, to be honest. So typically, I would recommend a small arrangement that's going to be sitting in your room for a little while for you know the, the length of your stay. It's pretty, it sort of gets the point across, and it's perfect. So highly recommend just doing a small arrangement just because of you know travelability if you will uh also a little tip most places most places here in town i know that we did uh we have what's called a bouquet style or a uh, like so presentation type of arrangement so you can actually order roses without the vase if you want and it sort of looks like a bouquet that you would get like at a pageant so we actually have the box that can it can come in and we also have like the wrap that comes in it as well. And we can pack it up and you can take it with you on an airplane. So always ask for that. Typically, we will have it. Again, just varies on property to property. We're a very large property. So we're able to store some of those items. So 
yeah, floral stuff is really, really great. Um, we typically, we used to always have it on hand, but I actually went and visited with uh, Brittany Reed a while ago, who is the chef concierge at the MGM Grand, and we used to have a cooler that had all these things, so whenever we needed it or sort of just uh, someone wanted it right away, we can go and check and see what we had in the cooler and they can take it, but with COVID and everything, they stopped actually having those in the cooler. Um, maybe after sort of the restrictions have gone down, maybe they've gotten that back, but that was one thing that we typically always had. We always also had a bag of rose petals on standby, just in case, as we get to the next part of this particular episode, is room setups. Room setups were some of my favorite things to do uh, being in the concierge. So we actually would do so many room setups on Valentine's Day that it became sort of a sport. We also had people who specialized in room setups just because some people were typically faster than others. So we would go up with like multiple bags for different rooms. Uh, most of the time, um, red always looks best for a heart on a bed, obviously, but we do get different colors. They usually was like rainbow colors. So they had like yellow, they also had red, pink, kind of all mixed in at the same. But I always like doing the red ones more, more than the other ones. Um, there was sort of a rumor that sort of went around that the reason that we don't have red rose petals sometimes was that it stains the bed, which made sense at the time. But I uh, found out that that was just a little rumor set up because I guess the other roses are cheaper. So kind of funny the way that it worked out. But no, um, if you ever do want to do a heart on a bed, a couple things for you to know. Um, just depending on the property you go to, but most places do not do the room setup before you get there. So this is, I want to tell you this just because I want you to understand why they don't. So unless you are a super high roller where your room is assigned and sometimes if you're staying at like the Palazzo or the Wynn, your rooms are assigned and that is your room and you don't usually move. So if you're staying at a regular hotel, like MGM Grand, for example, the reason we don't do the setup before you come into the room and before your check-in is that what happens if you actually upgrade and don't go to that room? Then your room setup is in the wrong room. So you always want to, that's why we always err on the side of caution. That's why we always tell all the guests that if you check in, just, just know that when you check in, that's when we can do the room setup and we have to have a set time to go in. So typically the way that it works is, this is also kind of an insight secret for those of you ladies that have answered the hotel phone and then nobody answered on their side. So what will we do? So you would give us a time. So you would say you're going to be out of the room between 2 and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So then we would actually call the room at 2 o'clock. We would call the room, ring, 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 ring. If nobody answered, basically meant that nobody was in the room, we can go up and do the room setup. So we say two hours, but honestly, it only takes us about eh, 20 minutes if you take a while, if you're really trying to milk the clock. But it took me typically a about 10 minutes. I could do it in about 10 to 15 minutes, um, depending on the bed size. So if it was a king bed, it typically took longer because we had to fill the bed. And also we had to do the room setup without putting our knees on the bed. That was the, the closest we can get is elbows. And that's as far as we got. But usually we never got anywhere more on the bed than that. Um, just because, you know, we 
we understand it's where you're sleeping. So we don't want to actually, you know, mess up your bed. So anyway, so that's how we do it. So we actually get the time that you're going to be out of the room. We call the room. If you do not answer, that's our cue to go up to the room. Also, make sure if you actually end up doing this, that you do not put the do not disturb sign on the door. We would always have to tell people that because it's actually like a policy that we cannot knock on the door even if it says do not disturb. So if it says do not disturb on it, we will not go into the room. It's just sort of a policy that we have at the hotel just to make sure that we are not disturbing a guest who does not want to be disturbed, obviously. So uh, that's another thing. And sometimes uh, if it's a really difficult setup, we'll take a friend with us. So just know that that's kind of what we do. I would say that we were all very respectful of your space. Uh, as concierge, we will walk up, we knock on the door as a courtesy. We'll say we're concierge, obviously. And then we go into the room. Uh, we do not mess with anything in the room. We don't move anything in the room. Um, the, the, this is another thing that would always happen was that we would go into rooms and you knowing that you have a room set up coming up, uh, and you slept in the bed, like you moved pillows, which is not a problem, but then you moved the sheets and everything. It's like, then what, how am I supposed to make this setup nice? So there was every once in a while where I had to equip my bed making skills, which I am not very good at, but I learned how to be good at it, especially for the hotels and would have to make the bed. So sometimes you just gotta make the bed, make it look as nice as possible and then do your thing. Um, there were a couple times when I did have to call uh, housekeeping to actually fix the bed, which if you ever want to watch the World Series of Housekeeping, Vegas is the place to do it. We actually have that. So there's a day that they actually have over at Mandalay Bay, and they have the Housekeeping Olympics where they actually do who can make the bed the fastest, who can do the pillows the fastest, all this stuff. The messed up thing was, was that if you won, if you won the housekeeping games, the best thing that you got was an extra day off that you can use whenever, whenever you want. It was absolutely ridiculous. You would get, you would win this whole thing, this whole prize. You get one extra day off. That's all you get. That's it. It's so anticlimactic, isn't it? So anyways, so we go into the room. Don't ever worry. We're not going to mess with anything in the room um, unless we have to make the bed, obviously, which then we do have to move stuff. Uh, we do not touch clothing. Like if you have clothing on the bed, we're not going to touch it. We're not moving it. Um, this might just be, you know, a little bit biased, but I have to say rooms that have multiple women in it. So let's just say like a bachelorette party, which are typically very obvious, the absolute dirtiest rooms I've ever walked inside of our bachelorette rooms. Oh my God. It's just, it looks like everything. It looks like all of the suitcases just threw up the entire room. So yeah, um, we're not actually touching anything, but just know that yes, we are 100% judging the people that are in this room. So um, don't worry. We all do what we do on vacation, but I have to say bachelorette rooms were the, always the dirtiest rooms just cause there's clothes everywhere. There's shoes everywhere. Um, typically the bathrooms obviously have a lot of different makeups and they have all the different like hair dryers and straighteners and a lot of stuff, but Hey, I get it. It takes a lot to look good in Vegas. I totally understand. Um, we, we require a lot in this town. 
uh, people always say, well, what do bachelor's rooms look like? Which typically men tend not to share um, rooms with more than like two people. If it happens, you know, it happens. But very, very rare. Usually it's two guys to a room. They'll get multiple rooms just for that whole deal. Uh, and I have to say, men, men's rooms, when they're on vacation, are actually quite clean. They're actually quite, quite clean. The only thing that actually gets pretty dirty is if uh, they'll leave, like, beer bottles. They'll leave, uh, you know, alcohol all over the place. Uh, so that does get a little bit dirty. But in terms of, like, that, we'll deal with that. That's fine. But, like, clothing is the thing where it's just, like, if it's strewn everywhere, it's it's a little much. Because I, th- I think this is also from being a man as well, is that you never want to be the dirty friend. So you never want to be the dirty friend on vacation. And uh, things get mixed up quite easy in a in like in a men's room um, if you're not you know careful. But uh, I think guys like to live out of their suitcase. Uh, women like to sort of take things out and be able to see it and also not be wrinkled. And I feel like men do not care about the wrinkling factor. Again, I'm 100% generalizing a lot of people here, but men men's rooms tend to have like their suitcase. The cologne is everywhere. Suitcase is typically open or whatever the bag is. Maybe you got some shoes around the place that have like their go-to different sneakers and stuff. But men's room is pretty clean. So I obviously went off on a tangent here, but just really wanted to give you some insight and what it's like to walk into other people's rooms. A couple of things that I've encountered in rooms. So every once in a while, you'll knock on the door and someone will be in there. So uh, you knock on the door. Uh, nobody answers. This actually did happen. So I knocked on the door and then uh, somebody answered the door. It was like one of my, like, it was like my second time ever doing a room setup. I remember this. And she's like, and, and someone answered it. And I was super freaked out because the, it was the guy who actually ordered it for the girl and she ordered the room or she's staying there and he was not staying in the hotel. Uh, he was obviously back home. And she answers the door and she's like, oh, hi. You know, how's it? I was like, oh, my God. So I hid the rose petals to the side. I threw them. I threw them to the side. I, she opened the door. I threw them and she didn't see them. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just from the concierge. And I'm just, you know, just making sure that everything's OK in the room and just making sure that you're doing OK. Uh, we just like to, you know, check on our, our guests every once in a while. Super lie. She's like, oh. Perfect. Yeah, everything's fine. And then boom, we were done. So great, great lie on my end, if I have to say so myself. But um, that one's actually a little bit more, 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 more tame time. So I've never walked into a room where people were doing it. Uh, that's never happened. Uh, usually we put our, our ear to the door to make sure that nothing's going on. Uh, we always had this really annoying commercial that would always run on the home screen of the TVs, which always made me think that there was somebody in the room, which always freaked me out. So that was another thing that we always sort of worried about. But one time I did knock on the door to deliver, you know, maybe like a basket or probably a, it wasn't a basket because we didn't deliver baskets. Um, it was definitely to do a room setup or do uh, like balloons. It was definitely to do a balloons. Um, men typically did a lot of, men would order rose petals a lot of the time, like rose petals, hearts, flowers, that sort of thing. Uh, women tend to do like women ordering for like their boyfriends or something. Uh, they tend to do a lot of like gift baskets, uh, balloons is another thing. We used to deliver balloons as well. We can do like a happy birthday banner, which those were the fucking bane of my existence. Um, but we did those. 
But one time, knocked on the door. Nobody answered. Pitch black in the room. Pitch black in the room. Open the door. And this was like, I had been working there a while. So it was kind of like sort of old hat. Open the door. And I just see somebody on the bed just roll over. And just making a noise, like a groan, like. And I was mortified. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I walked in here. So I said was, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'll just be right back. I apologize. And then gone. And the thing was is that we called the room like three, four times, and nobody answered the phone before we got even got up there. So we, you know, I get up there. I'm basically in the room, and I see this person on the bed sort of creeping in because it's so dark and uh, just super, super uncomfortable, but really weird. But, uh, yeah, that was one of the weirder times. But, you know, you do what you got to do. Um, we have found some fun stuff in rooms. Uh, there've certainly been discoveries in terms of, uh, like adult games were ready to go. Uh, we also had, um, a couple different toys, if you will, uh, hanging around in the rooms and a couple other things, which it's cool. It's all, it's, it's your thing. It's your room. It's your space. It's your home basically. And we treat it that way. And we're just there to, you know, enhance your night, or enhance the experience, and uh, that's what we're there to do. Uh, so yeah, it was really fun. But usually, hearts we did really, really fast. I really like making my hearts really sort of like thick, which was really fun. Uh, and then me and my friend Diana, everybody knows Diana, who's been on the pod before, we actually were sent up to do a proposal. Many, many proposals we do a lot of, where we have to write out, will you marry me in rose petals, which I have to say is the absolute hardest thing ever. I am the worst writer, if you will. Like I do not, my calligraphy, my uh, handwriting is not nice, which how does that translate to rose petals? I have no idea, but I just cannot stay in a straight line. Maybe my eyes are crooked, but we did do a will you marry me? And we thought it looked fine for the question, but I actually, we forgot after we took the picture to put a question mark so it was very much a statement. Will you marry me now? Um, but yeah, so we can do will you marry me. Typically, if you're going to do that, you got to buy two bags of rose petals because it takes a lot to actually spell that out. Uh, but yeah, we've actually had uh, we had a concierge. Her name was Megan, who is now married. So good for her. Uh, she actually was very gifted in terms of uh, doing designs. So she could do hearts. She even did a heart with like a bow and arrow through it, which honestly, I could do that. But uh, she also did one that actually had a flamingo, which was cool. And she made it out of a pink, uh, pink rose petal bag. So super, super talented, Megan. She should work on a cruise ship. She's just so good at it. But um, again, you just have to, you know, we'll, we'll do as much as we can. But really, I was hearts guy. And then when I got really good, I sort of did these designs. Uh, if I can find them, I'll go ahead and put them on our Instagram page, which is at concierge confidential underscore LV where you can see pictures of these room setups just so you can get an idea of what we did. Lots of trails. We also did um, tea lights, which honestly, tea lights, you have to buy a lot to actually light a whole room. But uh, we usually were very creative. I would say you want to buy at least 10 tea lights uh, just because it is kind of cool to sort of make a trail that has those tea lights on them. But uh, it takes a lot to actually light the room. Uh, we've actually done balloons that filled up the entire room. So we just had, I believe, a bachelorette party. And uh, we actually had like all these balloons just filling the entire room. It was like we they bought like 
50 balloons. And we had to blow up each and every one of those balloons. Uh, also, fun tip, if you bring your own balloons, most hotels will blow them up for you, but for a price. Typically, I think it's like $1.50 a balloon, maybe three fifty a balloon. So you got to give them to us. We got to send them, do the whole thing. Typically, hotels do their, they get their uh, floral deliveries, usually at 10 o'clock in the morning and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So those are the two times that we get them delivered. So you have to give us time to send in the order. So typically the night before if you want it in the morning or sometime in the middle of the day if you want it by the afternoon. So just know that if you're going to be doing this, you have to do a little bit of planning while you're here. Just know that for Valentine's Day, we do have typically extras made, uh, but just know that just like everywhere else, everybody's very, very busy. So just know that for Valentine's Day, you can usually order up until the night before. Uh, just know that, yeah, do it at least the night before. I've never had somebody say, no, we can't do it anymore. Uh, but we usually did have cutoffs on what we can order that was new for that particular day. So yeah, so keep that in mind for doing fl flowers. But um, yeah, also, if you're going to be making dinner reservations, which we can get into this coming up next, you want to make them at least three weeks in advance. Two weeks is sort of a normal time frame for most restaurants, but three to even four weeks in advance is highly recommended, especially for Valentine's Day, because it is one of the busiest days of the week for restaurants as well. So just keep that in mind up until about a month ahead of time. If you can, go ahead. But usually you can find a restaurant open on Valentine's Day that does have an opening that you can walk into. Just sometimes it's not going to be your first choice. So speaking of which, we will transition into our most romantic restaurants in this next part of the pod coming up next. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential. Just letting you know about a new podcast that we have out. It's called Last Night in Vegas with me, Brian Ortega. Hopefully you're able to listen to it. Um, it'll be periodically put out throughout the week. And usually if I go out in the evening, you'll probably be hearing a podcast about how that night went. So make sure to check out our new podcast, Last Night in Vegas, presented by Neon Smoke Productions. All right, everybody. So now we have transitioned into our romantic restaurant part of this particular podcast. And I am going to list these in order from five to one, one being my most romantic spot that I think is here in Las Vegas. Uh, disclaimer, I have not been to every romantic restaurant in Las Vegas. And some of some places are actually maybe more romantic than you think. But these are just my personal top five that I would recommend. Um, I did want to throw in an honorable mention for an off-the-strip property that looks absolutely dreamy, especially if you're going to be looking, or if you are a local and looking for a local spot to celebrate a romantic evening with somebody. And honorable mention would go to Harlow, which is a steakhouse in Summerlin, which looks very, very cool, very, very like Los Angeles. Uh, I would say Los Angeles on like Santa in Santa Monica. If you're looking where like Craig's is, which is over in Los Angeles as well, very cool. They have like these sort of green vines that are on the outside of the building. It's very sort of upscale, steakhousey, big round tables, white tablecloth, very high end cuisine in terms of caviar, lobster, uh, seafood towers, and obviously steak. But this is a really fantastic looking restaurant that I really haven't had the chance to go to yet, just because one, 
haven't anybody to take there yet. So just, you know, throwing that out there for anybody who wants to go. Um, and two, it's on a different side of town as me because I, you know, live on the opposite side of town. Um, so Summerlin is a little bit of a trek for me, but this place looks absolutely fabulous. Maybe I'll actually make that on my list of places to actually visit because they do have a bar. So maybe I'll go check it out for you guys. But Harlow, absolutely beautiful on the inside. Really just wanted to make a note of it on this list which you can usually make reservations for it, obviously, but Harlow, which that's over in Summerlin. So just make a note of that if you're going to be coming to Vegas and being in the local part of town. Down, It's also in downtown Summerlin, just to be more specific, right next to Red Rock, which is beautiful, actually. Just me and my mother actually did go to Red Rock when she was here in town, and now she's a gold member, so good for her. So anyways, moving into the list. So number five, I did want to have a downtown restaurant on the list, and I would say that this place has earned its spot on this particular part of the list and that would be Barry's Prime at the Circa so Barry's Prime is actually quite cool um, it's one of the unique spots that actually does not have a view so just keep that in mind if you are going to be going to Barry's Prime where they do have specialized in steak they also do seafood of course they do do a s'more dessert which is actually quite cool and I believe they also do like a flambéed something at your table which I haven't had that particular thing, obviously, but I've had the s'mores, which are actually fantastic. But really, really great restaurant. Uh, really, really sort of dark and warm, and it feels very Chicago, Midwestern-y, but really, really sort of upscale as well. Uh, people like Devontae Adams have dined here. who He is a football player who lives here in Las Vegas. But Barry's Prime, very cool. People dress up. You can take photos on the outside. It's in a really cool sort of locale. And yeah, really highly recommend Barry's Prime. Um, another place that... I wouldn't say is on my list because I've never actually eaten there, but I've had friends who've eaten there. Um, I know I sound like I don't go to a lot of places, but I've been to many of these places, and sometimes you just can't get to all of them. And one of them is Oscars. So Oscars, I wouldn't say I put on this list, but I just wanted to make a note of um, Dustin, who works at my partic other particular job. Uh, he actually went, and everything looked fantastic. The dessert looked really good. The steaks looked fantastic. The view was really great as well. The only downside is, is that they used to have a really fantastic view of Fremont Street before the zip line was put in, and now they no longer have that cool view looking down Fremont Street, which, uh, if Oscars is sounding familiar to you, is inside the Plaza Hotel, and this is actually where they filmed one of the scenes in the movie Casino. This is where uh, Robert, De Niro, Robert De Niro's char character, Frank, uh, left, well, that's, yeah, Frank... Frank Lefty Rosenthal is the real name of the character, but Ace, Sam Ace Rothstein's character, he was not very happy with uh, Charlize Theron's character, uh, his wife in the film. Uh, what was her name? I forgot her name. And uh, they filmed it inside of Oscars. So if you want to get a view of what it used to be like, go ahead and check out the movie Casino and you'll see that in that film. So moving on the list. So moving on to number four. Um, I have eaten here twice. Uh, I would highly recommend it, especially if you're an adventurous eater or something, or even if you want something more classic and upscale. Really fantastic place that you do have to wear pants to because many places um, just let you wear shorts, but really sort of appreciate you having to wear pants at this particular restaurant. And that is the Eiffel Tower restaurant over at the Paris Hotel. So this restaurant is basically cut in half. So if you actually look at the Eiffel Tower, it has, you know, obviously four sides. Half of that is actually the kitchen. So the other half, which is the half that looks out to Las Vegas Boulevard, that is going to give you a beautiful view of the Strip 
right smack dab in the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard. You get to see the Bellagio Fountains. You cannot hear the fountains, but you can certainly see the fountains, of course. White tablecloth, very romantic. That's the way they want it. So you typically get a very French preparation for many of your items. So they do have lobster on the menu. They're going to have fish, of course. Uh, it's a very classic menu, obviously. They do have escargot as well. Uh, they also do a souffle, which they are known for their souffles, which just note that if you are going to do the souffle, they typically recommend that you order it during your meal because it takes about 20 minutes to actually prepare their souffle, which I've had the souffle. It's fine. I'd just rather have a chocolate cake, to be honest. Uh, we did try the chocolate souffle, which basically is just like, an, to me, it was like an underdone, underdone cake basically. Um, I know that this was actually earlier in my times of going out to eat, but highly recommend the Eiffel Tower restaurant. Just note that I do think that they charge now to actually get a view or a window seat, uh, which is a little bit of a bummer, but sometimes it's fine because you actually, it's nice sort of knowing that you have a seat, but that's a discussion for a different day, whether you agree with that or not. But really romantic restaurant, really fantastic for moods. Um, I actually read somewhere one time that the Eiffel Tower restaurant has more wedding proposals per square foot than any other place in Las Vegas, which makes absolute sense just because of the setting, the beautiful view. Highly recommend the Eiffel Tower restaurant over at the Paris Hotel. Also, you do get to go up in an elevator, which is even better. So moving on to my number three romantic restaurant. And this is going to be, we had to make a listed, you know, a listing for this particular hotel. This is over at the Wynn Hotel, and this is SW Steakhouse, uh, which actually looks out to their Lake of Dreams, which is uh, their sort of man-made lake. It also has a frog that comes out and does a whole performance. It's weird. I totally understand. It's odd, but it's there. But beautiful room, very large, great big windows that look out to the actual fountain itself. If you go earlier in the day, you can get the cool sunset, uh, which actually gives it sort of a nice sort of... Uh, sort of hint of like gold inside of the restaurant but really really nice restaurant obviously they have beautiful white tablecloth of course uh really great presentation on their steaks their caesar salads of course or any other salads or their soups uh but really what i like is actually their dessert the dessert is actually like a churro but it's sort of served where it has this sort of wall of sticks and on each end of the stick is another churro which is actually fantastic um i've gone here for like a birthday uh, I believe I took somebody there for their birthday one time. And it was really a fantastic evening, really high out in service, very old school Vegas. You do get a very mature crowd here. So you're going to get a lot of people over the age of like 45 and 50. Um, and you also get a lot of people who are, you know, he, you get a lot of like high rollers who are wearing shorts and colored shirts and whatever. But my biggest gripe with the win is like the win tends to have a, a very high caliber clientele, if you will. And it is honestly like one of the trashiest high, like trashiest clientele you will ever see. So like they're wearing like Givon like Givenchy. I'm, well, look at me. I'm trying to be fancy by saying a word I don't know. Uh, they'll be wearing that Louis Vuitton, Gucci, all these brands, but it's like absolutely sloppy. They're wearing like slippers or they're wearing some, some damn like ugly shoes Yeezys we can't talk about Yeezy because you know what's up but <laughs> it's terrible but uh yeah it's, it's just like, a, it's like eh. dress up a bit just a bit but and this is like also like the same 
types of people that would actually like know who Frank Sinatra is. So just very odd. It's a very odd sort of spot. But the restaurants, top of the line. Have to say top of the line. Um, so moving on, uh, not much to say about SW. It's a steakhouse. That's sort of the cuisine you're going to get when you go to SW. Um, all right, so we're number three. We're moving to number two. Um, these are all kind of having a theme because they're on one of my favorite places on the Las Vegas Strip. And number two would be Prime Steakhouse at the Bellagio Hotel. So Prime Steakhouse is an absolutely beautiful room. You have to go down escalators, which is right next to Harry Winston. So if you're actually walking through the Bellagio, it's right when you get into the mall area, if you're coming from the casino, to the right, there's an escalator that goes down. You're going to see Harry Winston on your right-hand side. You're going to see the escalators go down, obviously. That goes to Picasso and over to uh, Prime. And Prime is a really beautiful room. It has these big, big, light baby blue drapes. And then they have a little bar off to the side. They also do have an outdoor area. So if it's summertime and you want to sit outside, totally up to you. Um, you can also sit outside in the wintertime, but it is very, very cold. And you also, even if you sit inside and you want a view of the fountains, um, you actually have to look through these sort of windows, but you do get a beautiful view of the strip, or sorry, beautiful view of the fountains, looking in from the Prime Steakhouse. Uh, Prime Steakhouse has absolutely fantastic steaks, really, really high level of steaks. They also do a seafood tower, if you like, and all that, you know, sort of the basic sort of steakhouse. But when you do get their ribeye, so I got their ribeye, and this could be true with all the other steaks as well, is that you're also given four different steak sauces to choose from. It's typically like a peppercorn, a um, a another thing that they put, a peppercorn sauce, their own steak sauce. They also do a, I can't remember it. It's like a white sauce. It's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't remember it. They put it on damn eggs benedict and i totally forgot it um but yeah you get it they give you the four different sauces excuse me i'm doing these off the top of my head but anyways so yeah prime beautiful spot really really large large prawns um also this is another thing as well if you're gonna get a salad like a caesar salad and there's two of you split it they'll always split it for you don't get don't each get your own salad I mean, unless you have millions of dollars and you can do whatever the hell you want. But if you're somebody who, you know, kind of, not doesn't worry, but, you know, keeps an eye on the budget, just get one salad. It's a very large salad. They split it up for two people. They totally get the thing, especially if you're going to be ordering, you know, steaks along with it. They'll gladly split it up for you. So a little, little fruit for thought. You can share these things. Also, typically, these larger steakhouses will have sides that are meant to share. So that's my biggest thing is that people always say these places are expensive. They're expensive because it's your fault. It's what you should do is if you really want two sides, get two separate types of sides, get you know the potatoes, get the asparagus, so on and so forth. This is actually going to cut down on your bill and you get to try different things. But just know that all these places, their sides are meant to share. Keep that in mind. But Anyways, so that is Prime Steakhouse. Absolutely fantastic. I would maybe recommend Picasso or Le Cirque, but I haven't been to those places, so I couldn't tell you. Um, another people, another one that people always ask me about is like Spago. Is it romantic? I don't think it's romantic. I think it's actually a little bit too loud to be romantic, but it does have a beautiful view of the fountains from their deck. So th for that particular experience, if you're sitting on the outside area at Spago, prime viewing of the Bellagio fountains. Absolutely fantastic. So if you're going to do that, sure, let's go ahead and put on the list. But the food, again, is fine. 
Uh, it's sort of, it's a very interesting, very California heavy ins- inspiration. So they have lots of pastas. They also do lots of uh, vegan options as well, but they also have steak on the menu. So it's not like exclusively healthy food, but I don't know, just eh, didn't make my list. What can you do? So moving on to my number one spot. This is my number one spot. Um, I'm going to go with probably one of, to me, one of the prettiest views and just very overall just understated fancy rooms is at the Cosmopolitan. So as you all know, um, one of my favorite things in town are the Bellagio Fountains, and I'm sort of narrowing it down of what you think this would be. This place is also some of my favorite types of cuisine, and that is Italian, and that is Scarpetta over at the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino. So Scarpetta is absolutely fantastic. I love Scarpetta. I've eaten there multiple times. I've eaten in the dining room twice. Uh, I usually go alone, so I will be eating at the bar typically. But the first time that I actually made my way into the dining room, I was with my brother and his wife. And when you walk in, there's this big wall with just windows. And we actually got a seat that was close to one of the windows looking out to the Bellagio Fountains, which actually was fantastic. You can just sort of slightly see the fountains going off, which is really great. They have a really great menu. Um, I They have steak on the menu. They have chicken on the menu. They have duck on the menu as well, um, which is very odd that they would have duck at this particular restaurant, but they do. Uh, but they also have really fantastic pastas. They even have just like a regular spaghetti with uh, tomato sauce, uh, but I usually go for the Teglatel Bolognese. It's usually lamb. Sometimes I'll mix it up and it's pork, which is a little bit different, but I do enjoy the lamb Bolognese that they have. Um, I say Bolognese like I literally just came off of a boat. Like I never say it correctly, but hey, I try my best. But I just really enjoy Scarpetta. It's always just sort of the right tone. It's just, it's not super loud, but it's not super quiet, but it feels just a right, just the right tone for what you're looking for. Typically, you can make a reservation a week or two in advance, usually same week for some reason. They always sell out. Um, like, for example, I was looking with for this place with my mom, and I wanted to try this place out, and then I looked at it one week. It was available many, many different times. Check the next week, no longer available. So kind of a bummer, but typically that's what you're going to be looking for when you go to Scarpetta, but just really enjoy this particular restaurant, uh, and I think you guys will too. So... That was our romance episode. Maybe I'll get into more romantic areas. Um, I will give you one for free here. Um, This is one for those of you that want to save a dollar or two. I would recommend you actually go up to the Bellagio's parking garage. And many people do this already. But you can actually sit out and have a beautiful view of the Eiffel Tower, the Las Vegas Strip. And it's really great for pictures. And even if you walk up there and you just take yourself a pizza and just listen to some music... No one's going to kick you out, and people love doing it. So sort of my free tip is the top of the Bellagio parking lot, (laughs) parking garage, and really just sort of a fun, romantic, cheap date if you're looking for one. So anyways, that was Concierge Confidential. Thank you so much, everybody, for sticking with us. I know that we sort of skipped last week, but hopefully makes up for this week because we're going to have two episodes coming out this week anyway. So again, thank you so much for listening. I'm Brian Ortega, your host, and this was... Concierge Confidential. Okay.